0: Okay, oh, yeah. we gotta get through. Thank you. Okay. Obviously. But, okay. I'm too excited. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and while okay. you're being excited, I have to say the backs of the, that deck are really. Funny. Oh,
0: I know. Aren't they beautiful with the roses and the lilies? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah.
1: It's like classic tarot symbolism. And they just like. Yes. These lush, vibrant flowers that fill up the back of the card.
0: Yeah, I think those are the flowers gathered around at the bottom of the magician card. The roses for passion and the lilies for purity. It's really funny. It looks like there's a marijuana bud in the middle of it.
1: (laughs) Well, they they, uh, knew what they were talking about.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're after all, you know, it's just a bunch of plant obsessed tarot people. <laughs> right.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh, my oh, my gosh. God. I just got my career idea. I'm going to open a dispensary. <laughs>
0: yes. No, you do you know how well a tarot reader would do in a dispensary? I volunteer. Oh my
1: gosh. Holy crap. Like tarot and CBD oil or whatever. <laughs> Could
0: you I couldn't imagine, though, being like high as a kite getting a tarot reading. I did I did read for someone who was she was either high or drunk, but she like licked one of my crystals. I was like, Oh, let me just take that back from you. (laughs) Why are you even licking it though? Like what do you I don't know what she even thought it was because she's like, Oh, what is this? And she licked it.
1: Uh she needed some electrolytes. Maybe she thought it was salty.
0: (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. That's a great idea though. We we need to make sure that we make that happen at some point if we ever live in the same place. Welcome to the Fabulous Fools Tarot Podcast. This is V with Mystical Millennial.
1: And Karen with Grail Seekers Tarot Shop. And we're here Actually, it's kind of a unique episode because I had a chance at a small family reunion to interview my aunt, who introduced me to tarot probably 20 years ago. And she's been reading tarot since the early 70s. So I... I don't know how long is that. <laughs> like forty, forty. Wait, I was born in the '70s, so almost 50 years maybe for her. You're dating yourself, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, let's just say I entered the world when Princess Leia did. <laughs> um. Oh,
0: and you lived longer than her too. <laughs>
1: right.
0: Well, God bless I mean, Carrie Fisher and all of her habits, but she was funny. <laughs>
1: actually just as a side note like there's some awesome images of her on social media like around the anniversary or like her birthday that are just so amazing you know she was I think like the first major female action hero you know Princess Leia anyway yeah she's Uh, sassy as hell I
0: love I love Princess Leia I don't know anybody who doesn't love Princess Leia like men love her because she's spunky and she's hot. I mean, yes, good lord, that woman, beautiful. But also, like, girls like her because she's, you're you're a little short to be a (laughs)
1: stormtrooper. She's so spunky. And she just had so much poise. I mean, even in the Mm. first movie, and the actress, I mean, Carrie Fisher had to be in her early 20s and she just... She was 18? No, she was 19, I think. Oh my gosh, wow.
0: Yeah, she was, like, brand new, because, you know, she's Debbie Reynolds' daughter, so she's just, like you know, let me just waltz on it and do this. Fantastic. My favorite thing that came out when they were doing the new, the new movies, because her and Mark Hamill recreated the picture of Luke protecting Leia, but the two of them have these adorably goofy smiles on their faces. Have you seen that picture?
1: I don't think so. I'm gonna have to look for it now. It's
0: the cutest thing I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I enjoy the original Star Wars movies. I watched all of the episodes one, two, and three when they were coming out, which was fun for me as a kid, but uh, objectively not great movies. Um, not a huge fan of the new series. I mean, you know, I like Star Wars as much as the next person, but I was so excited because I'm a huge fan of Mark Hamill because um, he, he also voices the Joker in a lot of the Batman stuff, and he is my favorite Joker of all time.
2: I don't oh. care what you say.
0: I don't care what you say about Joaquin Phoenix or Heath Ledger. Mark Hamill is the greatest Joker of all time.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people really liked him as the Joker. Didn't he win some awards for that? He probably did. He's just f- freaking fantastic. I heard a rumor that
0: they're thinking about casting him as Vesemir in the next season of The Witcher. And he's basically like Geralt's Gandalf you know, to <laughs> his proto. And I saw a fan art version of it. It was like, please. Netflix make this happen because it would just make my heart so happy I I don't know I love Mark Hamill he's fantastic wow this is the weirdest we were talking about your aunt right (laughs) yeah yeah okay you interviewed your aunt (laughs) aunt Sharon Sharon and Karen oh my god that's like its own podcast Uh,
1: oh yeah well that's what my grandma you know usually when she'd call one of us both of our names would come through until she landed on the one she meant (laughs) oh like across the house, you know. Yeah. So my aunt Sharon, we were at a family reunion, and so I grabbed her just to, in order to interview her for the podcast. It was kind of impromptu. So we were in this hotel, not really like a lobby area, but there is a little bit of background noise. Sorry about that. Is there that. You see your kids playing in the background? I think I can hear your kids. Yeah, and then also I think my dad walks by and just ran. You know, people when you're talking close to someone, I had my phone, so I was recording her, but. People just start, you know, talking to you. (laughs)
0: That's why um, I hide in the closet when we do podcast episodes.
1: And and I also thought, I made a note to myself because as she was talking, she mentions her cooking buddy. And I just need to say that for the younger generations listening, she's not talking about meth. (laughs) I didn't she's, even think of that. <laughs> she did not cook meth at any point in her life. <laughs> oh, so my gosh. She's going to have to interpret it a different way. <laughs> Maybe oh not that my gosh. I don't know. But not meth, not, not crack <laughs>
0: or anything. <laughs> this is quite an intro to this interview.
1: <laughs> 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 right
0: okay my well,
1: am that... not the drug dealer
0: <laughs> not the drug dealer the tarot reader right yes <laughs> absolutely well without further ado here is the interview that karen did with her aunt sharon Let's make
2: sure it's recording. okay all right it's recording so uh, it started already oh yeah. we're just doing voice anything. Mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah. so i started doing tarot writing readings I would guess in the early 70s when I was in college, started in college. And I'm not real sure how I got started. I know that my first pack, someone, here? Uh, someone bought me as a gift. And I, for many, many years, had my cards wrapped in a soft gray um, um, material. It wasn't felt. It wasn't velvet. Um, Great paper cloth bag that my dad's military medals had been in. Ah. Um, There weren't too many people who did readings at the time. So a lot of what I did was self-taught. It was reading the books, listening to one or two other people that I'd run across who'd done card readings. Um, Mm -hmm. I think what happens then is you develop with your own cards, you develop your own style. Um, I think I used the traditional writer weight deck. With a plaid back? Yes, with a plaid
1: back. Yeah, I remember you doing a reading, my first reading with.
2: with okay, that. <laughs> that's, that's been my primary deck. Um, Probably in the 90s you did. <laughs> okay, and um, I was careful who I did readings for. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really pretty good at it, and a friend said to me once that it's not the cards, Mm -hmm. it's you, and the cards end up being the journey from your head to the cards to someone else. Hmm. So they're a tool Mm -hmm. for something that you're already probably seeing and feeling. I don't know if that's totally true, but it gave me a lot to think about. I mainly did the traditional reading of, mm-hmm. you know, one crossed by one, one, two, three, four, and then four up the side. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, again... The, the Celtic cross is what... Is, is that of, that now. Yeah. Um, and I think what I did, more than ever trying to tell a future, mm-hmm. um, I was a social worker, and I ended up reading as a psychological checklist... For like Susie Jones mm-hmm. on where are you mm-hmm. what do you want where are you going with your life mm-hmm. and how are you going to get there Yeah. in terms of the question you've just asked mm-hmm. you know you change the question you change the day things change with it um, but when you do a lot of readings for the same person mm-hmm. what happens is you find a pattern that shows up with the same person Mm-hmm. You know, if you consistently get the hermit as the bottom card in the Celtic cross, then I think the hermit's trying to tell you something. <laughs> okay. And you have a choice of what it's telling you. Either stop looking at your feet and looking headed to where you're going or further out to your future. Um, I was also a very visual reader. Yeah. Um, with time that if you really look at the cards, yeah, I mean, unlike I a mean, so. traditional deck, they tell a story. Mm-hmm. Each mm-hmm. card tells its own story. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of it, there's different answers to that story that fit at different times and places. Mm-hmm. Um, even when there's a negative pattern that's lined out under deck, and I've seen some very negative ones, Sometimes the right thing is to be very honest about what it's saying. But again, sometimes it's saying, okay, this is what you look at. Because if you keep going in the direction that you're heading, these are the obstacles you're going to have to overcome to get to this card, which is where you want to be. Mm -hmm. So if you don't work at overcoming these obstacles, you're going to end up in a totally different place. Life is not magical. Mm Mm-hmm. Has magical aspects, <laughs> but life is not a big very one that's gonna go out and just make everything sparkly. Mm-hmm. Um, there was only one person I could ever not get a good reading of. Oh yeah, and that was my best friend. Ah, huh? now Mary, you remember Mary? I could yeah. not get a decent reading on Mary during the twenty years that we knew each other. They never made sense. Now, do you think that was because you were so close to her? Either it was so close, either that it was so close that I totally couldn't be objective, where Mary wasn't being totally honest. And it's <laughs> probably a combination of both. okay. <laughs> so I just stopped doing readings for Mary. <laughs> we solved that problem. <laughs> And I also and I, I know that there's there's ways you can do now that do this but I developed what I called the three card quickie because sometimes I just didn't want to fool mm-hmm. with going through this whole reading for 20 minutes and which was past present and future one two three just yeah you spread the cards you pull three cards you let the person you're reading for pull them well, on a three or card quickie yes hmm just pull through here's the here's the deck hand it out on the table pull me three cards yeah okay now let's talk about what these three cards are mm-hmm. past present and future and you decide how past the past is mm-hmm. and how future the future is oh that's cool so they're in they literally are in control most of the reading that's so all neat all i have to do is say okay Here's the meaning of this card. You tell me how that applies to your life. Here's the meaning of this card. Same, same. And if you can't tie the three together, that's where I'll come in and try to tie them together for you. Mm -hmm. Right. Also called down and dirty, but mainly three (laughs) card quickies. Um, I don't know what else to tell you. I didn't have that many friends who did it back then. You didn't really talk about it that much, especially in the religiously conservative South, let alone out of the Catholic background. I'd also like to say
1: Aunt Sharon just stole a spa rock from the spa resort hotel.
2: (laughs) For a native American friend who loves flat, smooth, black rocks. Legit. And they can afford, with these prices, to give up one spara, <laughs> also believe me. legit. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done a lot of readings in recent years um, for no special reason other than that. And, you know, I'm downsizing a lot, and I will probably end up giving care in my my traditional deck and my traditional books as soon as I find out where they are and unpack them and put them in a box and mail them to her so (laughs) she can take them from there
1: well knowing your deck of cards will probably appear at just the
2: right time (laughs) (laughs) they've been good they've been wonderful I got goosebumps yeah um they've helped make some they've helped not me but He's along some very nice friendships mm-hmm. that really oh, has. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. Right. Yeah. I had one guy who was real uh, upset one day. Yeah. Because he was saying it was not a positive, really. uh uh-huh. um, and, um, And I didn't know him hardly at all. I think it was the second time I met him. Mm-hmm. And he said something. And I said, but you've done tarot card readings before. And he says, yeah. And I said, you know how they work? He says, yeah. And I said you look at these cards, you tell me what I'm supposed to say. I got, I got goosebumps. I said, you tell me what I'm supposed to say. Wow. If there's another way to read this, I would love to read it somewhere else. Some way yeah. else. And you look at it and he says, no, it's the same way I'd read them too. Wow. So. And you became friends. Oh, yeah, we were, we were cooking buddies. Let's put it that <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to be real good friends, yeah. Oh, wow. So do you think...
1: Well, how did you... You know, back in those days when... I think there there's still stigma attached to it now. Right. But back then it was so much worse. How did you identify... You know, how did people
2: figure out that you read... Someone would say to someone... And I never charge any readings. I mean, this was... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> someone would say when we were a group of us together, did you know Sharon does error cards? And if, if said, would you do mine? Sometime I'd say, yeah. But if there was any negative stuff, I'd move them off to another bedroom. Mm-hmm. And we'd just slide it in. Mm-hmm. Because if people are offended by it, then I don't think we should be doing it in front of them. Mm-hmm. One, they're not going to help the reading. Right. And two, there's no sense to offending them. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand that you don't really read them. To mm-hmm. tell the future. And yes. even if you did, there is no future that is locked in stone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, pick a God, any God, mm-hmm. of your choice. There are, you know, tell me one that says, this is the way it's going to turn out. Mm-hmm. And there is no chance of change in your faith, no matter what you do. Right. So... Well. Except for the, the 15th century
1: Calvinists. <laughs> right. And the few of them like that still or... exist. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's inviting them to any party anyway.
2: <laughs> like I said, in a sense of humor, I remember reading one for a teenager one, and the first card was a fool. And I, she looked at me, I said, No, think youthful endeavor. Are you
1: sure that wasn't me? <laughs> no, it might
2: have been. But I remember it was someone else because she just went. I said, come on, how old are you? Yeah. you starting off with the journey. you got the sun beating down on your face. you got this flower in your fingers and a dog hitting at your feet going, oh, fun, fun, fun. <laughs> come on. This is where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Okay. And how old were you when I did a reading for you the first time?
1: I feel like... I was in college, maybe. I mean, it had to be 20 years ago or more. Right. And did you feel like you were going to burn in hell at the end? And not after you explained what, what uh, <laughs> <laughs> all the cards <laughs> meant. <laughs> but, I mean, I would say that you're the reason that I read them now.
2: So. Oh, I'm, thank you. I'm sure, you know, that's where you heard it from. Mm-hmm. You we're wanna, talking, you but, wanna, but we're done. You want
1: to be on my podcast about tarot? <laughs>
2: uh-huh.
1: <The
0: tarot's laughs> she sounds fabulous. I want to meet her.
1: Oh, yeah. So one of the things that I thought I, was totally unexpected that she mentioned in the interview, and I think really connects to us, actually, is that she said that tarot was something that led to some of her best friendships. In her case, it was, you know, way in the days before social media, she was doing a reading for someone and their friendship just kind of grew from that, you know, and for us, it was, I think we came together over the shadowscapes deck and then yes, we figured out that, you know, you grew up in Jacksonville and I spent like half my childhood there and I have a bunch of family there, you know, and then we were talking about podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was so it was so weird how that that kind of happened. I, I feel like this last year with me growing with tarot and getting on social media and doing it like I cannot believe the connections that I have made and the friends that I have made and the genuine conversations and just the the love that is between people, because I think in our commu- our tarot community, there's this sense of we're all kind of outsider people like everybody at work thinks I'm weird. I'm an oversharer in case you guys didn't already notice. <laughs> I overshare. So things about my tarot and crystals and things, especially because I need my boss to like change my schedule if I'm going to do an event or something. But like, it's just stuff that comes out. And and people are curious about it. But it's also like, yeah, I am definitely the weird one at work. I'm super weird. And and everybody is, is kind, but everybody is just like, what must her home life be like? <laughs> um, but it's nice because on, on Instagram, when we, we like find each other and we're just like, oh, yay, you get, you know, if I'm talking about some experience I had with the high priestess, I don't have to be like, I know this might sound a little weird. It's just yeah, right yeah. out there.
1: Well, and I've found too that this community in general, people are just so supportive of each other. You know, even people that are looking to make forays into the business and doing, you know, doing readings for money, I mean, people will offer them helpful advice. And it's, you know, it's not, it's not a situation where they, you know, protect their information or their insight, such a supportive group, It, it really is a nice to me, it's a nice realm in the in the universe to be a part of people are very supportive in my experience, and yours, it sounds like
0: I only ever came across one kind of weird thing. I was following the hashtag tarot,
1: which okay. is huge,
0: you know, uh, and I, I ended up on following it, but I had this awful experience where someone was just like, You know, that it was like somebody posted, you know, that tarot cards are evil and against God and they had hashtag tarot. And I was like, you have no business being (laughs) on this hashtag. But it freaked me out because that was the first time I had come across anything negative. Because like we see all the sassy memes, like the tarot cards being sassy at you and like, you know, I'm going to clap back at you. And it's not, but it's not negative. Even people who have approached me and asked me about it, like they're kind of like coming at it from a positive angle. People who are not in the community, but curious about it yeah, but oh gosh, it's such a wonderful community. This is where I want to shout out, like literally everybody I know
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah. But hopefully we'll get an opportunity throughout the podcast to, you know, that's why we want to have people come on as guests, yeah, which is gonna happen soon. We'll talk more about that at the end of the episode, but
1: yeah, um, and so, You wanted to try, and I really like this idea that the down and dirty spread that my aunt was talking about where it's past, present, future, but I would pull the cards for you, but then you would sort of interpret them, right? Yeah. I think that's going to be fun because I ended up, before I even interviewed her, doing that with my aunt because I brought, I have this like travel Lenormand deck in a tin. It's the Pixies Astounding Lenormand, which is somebody pieced uh, took pieces of Pixies art and made a Lenormand deck with it. And so I, I did a reading for my aunt and she had never even heard of Lenormand before because she's still not on social media. <laughs> like she wasn't when oh. she started in the 70s and she's not now. I was working my way through doing the reading for her. And as I was telling her what the cards meant and basically how you interpret Lenormand versus tarot, she basically gave herself her own reading. I mean, it wasn't like 100% different than what I would have said, but I was really struggling to piece it together for the question that she asked and the way she did it. I would never have come up with that, but it made such perfect sense. And of course, like she knows her own situation, but just watching her interpret my reading uh, it's like I feel like I understand Lenormand cards better now because she saw things in them that I just not would not have seen feel like Oh, like I
0: love that them. and now I feel I love like I that you them. like have someone yeah. else you pull the cards thinking one thing the person that gets the reading that's why I love to when I do readings on other people I always ask at least one time I was like do you see anything significant in here Mm -hmm, just to see if something comes up you know if they make any connections more often than not it's they their eyes are drawn to some weird symbol and I'm like I don't really know what that means you should just look out for that symbol in your daily life it is interesting sometimes to see you know they notice different shapes and different symbols and especially because it tarot is all about perspective yeah okay draw the cards I can't wait anymore
1: (laughs) okay all right I I did pre-shuffle thinking very hard about your past present and future And I'm using particular question. Okay. Well, I'm using the plaid rider weight because that is the one that my aunt always worked with. And and so let's see. So your past, five of pentacles. Oh boy. Your your present, because I know you read reversals too, is a reversed lovers. Oh god. And, And your future is a reversed three of cups.
0: Okay. The reverse three of cups has been everywhere lately
1: everywhere that's kidding? my current
0: soccer card yeah it was on my pick a card this past sunday and it was the card of the day yesterday whoa but it was two totally different decks i think it was the the pick a card was shadow and then the other one was the da vinci deck that's
1: even crazier now it's a third deck it's the plaid rider weight oh why i fast- have so many stickies
0: my two following me right now are the reverse three of cups and the wheel i think we talked
1: about the wheel last week Oh, you've got the wheel following you. Well, yeah. so you're well, that's your future card.
0: Mm. Okay,
1: well we'll back up and we'll start with
0: the past. I don't have any question in particular. I think it's kind of immediate though, like it's an immediate kind of future or mm. immediate reading because especially because mm-hmm. the three of cups. Okay, all right, fine. Five of cups. Uh for person yeah. with crutches walking through the or pentacles. Oh my god. I got cups on the brain, girl. <laughs>
1: five okay, five of mind.
0: pentacles. So, yeah, like, it's always that idea of, like, trying to trudge through the snow. It's wintertime right now, Capricorn season, is Capricorn's Earth, very pentacle-y. Yeah, I think recent, most very, very recently I've been feeling like things are slow and I want to keep moving forward, which these figures are moving forward. I like how in the classic rider weight they are, like, I feel like the person with the crutches is, like, looking up at the stained glass window and is like, hmm, that might work out, but...
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. I feel like the next moment, which I don't have the after terror, but I feel like the next moment would be like tapping his companion on the shoulder and being like pointing to the window. Okay, we could go in there, you know, just kind of taking refuge in the opportunity that's actually available instead of forcing the current situation. The five of pentacles is all about not ignoring the opportunity right in front of you. Even if it's just a temporary one, these people have have somewhere that they're going possibly Which, yes, of course, we're all on a path. I'm definitely on a path (laughs) trying to make, you know, make the be more creative, get this podcast going. I have another podcast uh, with my husband. It's about movies. But also um, I have an Oracle deck I'm working on with someone and then just my tarot business in general. And I feel all of that came to a screeching halt with the new year, which was odd. (laughs) I don't know why, but it's nice to know that I have a place to take refuge in, which like this is only within the last not even full week. I'm sitting warmly inside the church right now.
1: (laughs) That's funny. That was going to be my question for you is what is that church for you? Like what's that place of refuge? But it sounds like it's your creativity and the thing that you're yeah, yeah. Oh, I love I've also that. been
0: working I knit and crochet and I haven't been doing that for a while and I've been getting a lot of messages to do that which I've been trying to do I'm making tiny preemie booties to donate Aww. <laughs> yeah. I know I was gonna donate to the Australia fires but they said they didn't need any more crafts yeah yeah I'm donating some I'm donating some money instead but I I was like I have all this baby yarn I need to use it so I'm making itty bitty adorable preemie booties and they okay. they go really fast <laughs>
1: Oh, my gosh. It's Um, a huge
0: sense of accomplishment, too, though, because they go so fast. Like, they take, like, 20 minutes to make. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, they're tiny. They're, like, not even the full size of my palm. They are tiny.
1: Well, you clearly have skills. I mean, something like that would take me, like, five hours, and I'd screw it up.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I got to teach you to crochet. (laughs) (laughs) Next episode of Fabulous Fools Terror Podcast, Karen learns to crochet via Skype. No,
1: <laughs> we'll make it a drinking game. <laughs> oh. That's the only way we're going to get satisfaction out of it. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so down. <laughs> <laughs> OK, right. All right. next card. You, <laughs> your present is reversed lovers.
0: Okay, so the lovers is actually my significator card for my husband. And not because it's the lovers, but because he's a Gemini, I cannot disassociate the lovers and the Gemini not being my husband. So it's really his significator card. The fact that it's upside down is a little disconcerting. My husband is making some personal changes. And that means we have a little less time to spend together. But we're trying to make the most of our time together. And um, just other changes that are happening in our household. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's reversed makes me think of, you know, how we talk about all the time like how do you turn the card upright? Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that there's something off-kilter with it being reversed, but yeah. I do think that it's kind of more like this needs a little bit more attention, and a little bit more like collaboration. Our new rule is that when we're home, we leave these this is going to sound really weird. We're leaving the cell phones in the bathroom. Ooh. Because yes, so because it's like yeah, you could go into the bedroom for something and your phone is there and you pick it up, bring it back out with you or spend like 10 minutes in the bedroom. You know, it's reasonable that you would have your bath, you know, your phone in the bathroom because mm-hmm. everybody does it. <laughs> but I was just like, that's the new rule. And we have a basket in there because we keep our reusable bags in this big basket and the bathroom was yeah. the only place to put it. So the, when we come home, the phones just go in the
1: basket. Like an acknowledgement of where you're at right now. And it's not, mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily like a negative. Yeah. All right. So you're, your future, back to this reverse three of cups. Maybe we could figure okay. it out, and then we'll start okay. talking you around. So,
0: so with the pick-a-card thing, so most recently, it was full moon and cancer, and I wanted to be so hermity, meaning, because I'm a Virgo, I wanted, you know, just take care of myself and not take care of other people, but I had to go visit my family. At the first interpretation, it was for, you know, if you pick one, two, or three, it means you should spend more time with your friends. Your friends need you. And this is hmm. what I wrote yeah. when I... I posted it on my page, actually. It was, Da Vinci deck is, it's really cool because they're almost like Oracle cards. The pip cards have names. The reverse three of water, um, and it does not look like cups, (laughs) it's weird. It's like a bunch of circular prisms called conjunction. So this is what I wrote, mystical millennial on Instagram. (laughs) A lack of conjunction, the name of the card, means separation. Despite three of cups reversed, meaning something totally different in my video yesterday, today it's a call to separate. Don't collaborate. Rely on yourself. Just for today, tap into the root of you. And I talked about the root because I happen to have two red and a black crystal there, my labradorite, which really is kind of a higher chakra crystal, but it was very black looking. And then the red jasper and the carnelian or lower chakra. So I was just thinking about really rooting down, kind of getting into doing the opposite of the cups thing and the opposite of the gathering with people so I whenever the cups are reversed I always think of the pouring out of the liquid like how the ah. liquid has to be poured out you know when you go to a bar and the bartender will take your glass with the ice and, and like leftover drink in it if it's melted a little and then pour it out to put in a whole totally new drink and it's like a refresh I think it's more of like hitting the reset button on my personal relationships because actually everything that's been adding up lately has been more of like hanging at home, especially with the lover's card being reversed too with my husband.
1: Yeah.
0: A lot of continuation of just staying at home, not, not doing things.
1: That yeah, was fun. Well, good for me too. I mean, just so, just hearing the way that you look at the cards. And I think it's nice since it was a reading for you because like if, if it had been a reading You know, when I get a reading for me and someone else is doing it, I just usually just completely listen to what they say and I kind of check my own tarot reading at the door. And so I'm not really thinking about, oh, that's an interesting perspective on the tarot, you know, and so I don't really get that kind of like extra insight or I'm so stuck in whatever situation I think that it's talking about like I'm in my own head with whatever that situation is it's nice you know because then it is just like an analytical experience for me rather than one that I'm too connected to
0: you're observing you're presenting the material as opposed to like reading it or making a speech You're letting the slides do the talking, if I'm going to use a professor metaphor.
1: Even just when you were talking about the Five of Pentacles, I always think about it. You know, they're out in the cold, and what they need to do is go, you know, remember that there's this light there, and they can gain access to that place, but... Just like the slightly different way you worded it, which was, <laughs> "What is their place of refuge?" Like asking that question is so interesting, and I just never thought of that when I get that card. Even just that little bit, love that idea. That was fun.
0: I gotta, I gotta think about that. I swap readings with other tarot readers. A lot and be fun mm-hmm. to like here are the cards what do you think <laughs> well the other thing I really liked she kind of had another I wrote down in my notes like a psychological spread because she was talking about because she was a social worker right yeah yeah Is that what I heard right? yeah asking these really big questions like immediately like four card spread where are you <laughs> what do you want where are you going with your life and how are you going to get there And I was like, that's the most comprehensive four card spread I think I've ever heard.
1: Like, that's exactly, like, what a social worker would come up with, or your parents. <laughs>
0: it's like that. Yeah, like, oh, here we go. Like, this is the, uh, I'm graduating from high school spread. <laughs> I'm graduating from that? college. <laughs> <laughs> Have you thought about any of this? Would you like to consult the cards, darling?
1: <laughs> oh yeah. So I'm going to draw these
0: there. cards for you. You ready? Oh, right. It doesn't make any sense for me to get two readings in one podcast episode. That's just not fair.
1: Well, and I do need to know where I'm going next or what i'm doing so because i oh my god you're
0: gonna them. laugh <laughs> oh my god oh my god <sighs> no it's
1: good it's good look look, <laughs> look look look, this is where where are you the fool. oh yeah ah, The fool. <laughs> oh my gosh now in this particular card does he look like a little bit is he concentrating on the ground or something he's
0: like trying to pick the flower
1: oh he's oh that's so cool. that's the before tarot right
0: yeah, yeah. Because that I don't actually have the writer, the writer weight deck, because I have my wonderful book by Liz Dean, which has all the the writer weight mm-hmm. pictures in it. So I wanted to get something that was a little bit different in the before tarot was just like,
1: hello, the images you have shown me of that deck are so yeah. thoughtful, like, hey, like, I'm definitely in a full moment. And the fact that he's upright is so nice, because I've been really trying to figure out where I want Want to go in the future with like work and career I've been having a really hard time figuring it out feeling stuck I can't figure out how to make happen what I even think I want to happen and have any confidence about that the fact that the fool isn't flipped upside down when I feel like I'm an upside down fool right now is really comforting it just is a reminder for me that you know it's actually I just like part you know, normal part of the process. It's not such a big deal. Like things are going to be fine. Part and parcel of setting off on a new journey. Well,
0: and I like it too, because he's bending down to pick the flower. Did you see huh. the dog is like yelling at him? <laughs> the dog's like barking at him. <laughs> but I love this. The sun is still shining. There's like plenty of flowers to pick from. Yeah. And I, did, I don't get the sense. It literally feels like a moment frozen in time. It's not like he's deliberating over a bunch of flowers. He's just, oh, this one.
1: Yeah, and that actually is a nice reminder too too, like to be a little bit more carefree. Like what's he thinking about? Not holy crap. Where am I going? How am I going to get there? Pick Why this- is this dog here? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'm going to pick this flower and just enjoy it. Yeah. I totally need to enjoy this moment a lot more than I have been lately. So. It's literally a stop and smell the roses moment. I love that. Okay. So this is a,
0: what do you want? These cards are lining up so well. And maybe it's just because we've already talked about some of the things you know you're oh, going yeah. through right now but also they just seem to add up oh there's a random piece of glitter on this card ah. <laughs> I don't know where it came from so it's a six <laughs> of wands, the victory card bowing his head to get the laurel
1: and that yeah. is the where I'm going is that what it is
0: yeah where, oh no it's what do you want
1: what oh, what want? do I want? Oh, yeah, that's I'm goal driven. Like, and and the wand since they're a passion card, I definitely want to find the thing that I feel passionate about. The cool thing about this is that he's bending down to get a laurel wreath on his
0: head, but the wand that he's holding, that he's got a hold of on his horse, already has a laurel wreath on it. This is the icing on the cake. You want to have the icing on the cake, like you have. comfortable and wonderful situation you know you have a lot of really wonderful things but you're just like I need a little extra thing Mm
1: -hmm. this
0: is so a Sagittarius card (laughs) trying to like I want that thing let me go get it real quick and I'll I'll be right back
1: (laughs) oh that that is my moon sign oh really yeah my husband's a
0: Sagittarius moon that's weird oh yeah. Cool. We've said, where are you? What do you want? Where are you going with your life? Okay, so this is this is pretty funny. Um, this is the six of swords, that travel card. You know where they're going across the water?
1: Oh yeah. It literally yeah. almost
0: said six of cups because it's got so much water in it.
1: Where are you going? So the across six of the sea. The, that's kind of the card of leaving things behind, moving forward. Too. In that card in particular, it's like this combination of. I'm moving on. I'm ready for the next thing. But the moving on goes hand in hand with leaving things behind. And and that's the where am I going? Well, maybe because I've been trying to kind of change some things in my life, like not just in terms of career, but I've been thinking a lot about like setting really long term goals now. Where do I want to retire? Like I've been fantasizing about buying some cabin in the woods that...
0: <laughs> I, can go I will running. not visit you there. You will have to come to me in this in a in a populated place where I won't get murdered.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I Get murdered maybe by a bear. Um, that's still
0: murder, even if you can't acquit them. <laughs> right. No
1: bear murder. I listen
0: to way too many murdery podcasts and watch way too many horror movies to be like, oh yeah, <laughs> let me just go visit my friend in a cabin in the, in the, the woods. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so that's where I'm going. So maybe that, that, to me, makes me think that I haven't completely left behind all the things that I want to leave behind. And I am kind of in a transitional phase right now. So it yeah, does look at the lady feel... is taking the hand of the boat pilot. Yeah, she hasn't even got her foot in the boat yet. She's like stepping yeah.
0: in the act of stepping into it.
1: I think until I actually, you know, make the career change that I want, it's not going to feel like I've moved on yet. That well, it's a
0: very sense. logical, a logical step too. you think about with the swords, like it's logical. And there's a lot of there's going to be a lot of words, you know, negotiations too. you know, you have your family that, right, you know, they right. will say, you know, your kids are growing and it'll you know, they will determine a lot of what you are able to do. And there's the little boy that's in the boat. I get yeah. this like very refugee sense from it a lot of the time, escaping from the current situation, maybe even a little bit like you want to leave it behind.
1: Yeah. Maybe
0: maybe that's something that you have to admit to yourself,
1: too. Well, you know, I feel like I'm definitely ready to move on. But it's, you know, there's a lot of things out of my control, like what jobs are available out there on the job market and, mm-hmm. and things like that, that it's not just up to me to make make that transition happen. Although I've been thinking lately like why do I have to feel so powerless in terms of what's available on the economy and when it's available? I mean, I wish yeah. that I were creative enough to think, no, like I'm master of my destiny. I'm just going to come up with some awesome idea. I don't actually think that's how the real world works all the time.
0: We hear a lot of those stories because those are the stories that are exciting. But that is not the reality for like 90 percent, maybe even 95 percent of us. Yeah. You know, most of the people I do markets with, they also have day jobs just like myself. Like yeah. a they're, wonderful, wonderful jewelry maker, mystic sister. Beautiful. I have this beautiful labradorite ring from her. She did quit her job when she had her baby because she was like, I want to be home with my kid more and I want to pursue silversmithing. And she did it and she's doing great. For yeah. me, it's a matter of maintaining my lifestyle. You know, I need to have my day job to maintain my lifestyle. The tarot is a blast, but, uh, it don't yeah. pay the bills <laughs> it, don't, right. it doesn't pay the bills <laughs> yeah if it took off one day that would be like fantabulous but but like, i'm not just gonna i'm not gonna be i don't want to say be stupid about it that is my immediate reaction because it's not stupid to follow your dreams at all it's yeah. it's beautiful yeah. and wonderful you shouldn't feel bad you don't have an organic idea of let me just mm. <laughs> start a podcast <laughs> you're already doing that and being great at it
1: <laughs> Yeah, all my creative ideas are ones that don't make me any money. (laughs) You know, that's really funny you say that
0: because that's literally all the messages I've been getting out of my cards lately. Do the creative things that are fun and don't make you any money. I'm like, but I want to make money.
1: Well, it is nice to not have that pressure on something that you get such pleasure out of. Yes. you know, you're putting a lot of things in place now that I think At some point, when you're ready to just hit the ground running even more with it, you'll already have those structures and systems just there waiting, like your time in the market. And
0: thank you.
1: You have all that stuff already set up. So you've already put in a lot of the groundwork for when you're ready. (sighs) Why does this keep coming back to me? God dang it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, that's That's... all right. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's too funny. We read tarot and we talk about it. That's <laughs> that's, that's
0: true. Yeah, that's why the podcast exists.
1: You know what's really cool, though?
0: Um, I love that the star is in the background. Do you see it? Oh, like way over the little island. Yeah. And that makes me think of the star, like the actual card, the star, which is Aquarius season and Aquarius season is in like a week. Oh. So Aquarius season might be kind of cool for you. Like just as an immediate tiny, because it's a very tiny star. I feel like it's kind of an immediate tiny clue. The
1: guidance,
0: like the the
1: guiding star.
0: There is, in each one of these, there's the sun and the fool. The laurel wreath is round, making me think of like the sun or a planet. Then there's a little star. And the last card, how's that for a transition? How are you going to get to where you're going? So um, this is the eight of cups and the moon is back in there. But the guy, instead of walking away from all the cups in this version, he is drinking from the last cup. And I guess he's about to set it down and walk away. So he's, um, this is, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. It's totally the mic drop card. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Holy moly. Yeah. This is the the Kanye card. (laughs) Oh, is that what he's. Oh, does he say that?
0: You know, I don't really know. That just makes me think of like, the mic drop thing where he's just like, Beyonce had the greatest video of all time and like basically drops the mic at the M and like Taylor Swift is like, what?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. That reference is, dude, that thing is still, it's been how many years? And I think it's still really hilarious.
1: <laughs> so the Eight of Cups, eight is almost a 10, and it's emotional fulfillment, but it's not. Everything that you want. If you want to have more, you need to take more steps. Like what you have is pretty good, but is it really good enough for you? Is it really everything that you want or everything that you can you can have? And if it's with emotions, to me that's about like emotional satisfaction. That I need to maybe demand more of my circumstances in terms of emotional fulfillment in order to get where I want to go. Ooh, I love. Yeah, like literally drinking
0: out of the cup and just get all up in your scorpio You know, how do okay. I feel about this? What's really interesting that I've noticed I need to bring to your attention is that there are literally all elements in here because the mountains in the back are earthy. The there's so much water, like there's water flooded on the plains with the cups. And the moon, I feel like is very swordsy, just in like mental kind of higher thinking Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm.
1: I didn't tell you yet, but the base card on this is the Queen of Swords. Oh God, she's stalking me again. (laughs) No, yeah, but she used to like, she used to follow me everywhere like a shadow. (laughs) I think that Queen of Swords is basically telling me to take a logical approach because I think she's sort of the queen of head over heart. In those moments when it's necessary, it can be easy to get disappointed or frustrated or disappointed disillusioned. And that's all like sitting too much in your emotions just saps your energy, right? There are moments where I just have to let my logic take over and just talk myself out of that sense of feeling stuck or frustration or it's a logical effort. But I think those are the times when I need to wield that sword and just try to shift my perspective a little bit
0: she is very emotional too because she's a queen and like I love in this picture how she's accepting her crown and about to put it on her head I think she's living in that very emotional you know she's done kind of doing her self-care thing and is like okay put on all my fancy robes I'm sitting in my seat I
1: haven't picked up my sword yet let me put the crown on and okay now like I've got my
0: my crown on and I'm ready to go
1: yeah, it's that maybe that moment of her achieving that level of mastery over her emotional her emotions. These cards go
0: together yeah, super well. Just like outside of the Queen of Swords, it's like all male bunch of male figures. There's all a bunch of like open air space in the background, especially the last two. There's water and earth and wands and swords. Oh yeah, cuz in the 6 of swords the guy also his little paddle his stick his like gondolier stick well you know now there's a stick in every single one the the fool has (laughs) specifically his little pack is on the stick
1: oh my god a lot of creative energy yeah you're
0: worried about creative energy right now but you have so much of it it's literally in every single card
1: oh yeah oh my gosh this is a
0: great spread i want to use this all the time. And I hope everybody on the Instagram will use this because we're going to publish the spread and we have a new formatting. So it's going to be really cool to look on
1: Instagram. These questions are all sounding really familiar. And my aunt, she was a social worker for over 40 years. I'm sure now when she did that that first reading for me 20 plus years ago, that these must have been the questions. (laughs) (laughs) I seem to remember being in college or something, just trying to figure out life. But she has this way of condensing like these big moments in your brain or in your heart into more practical directed questions. Yeah, they almost seem like such obvious questions to ask the tarot, but I literally have never thought of doing that. (laughs) I think
0: that's what happens though. And that's what's so great about you being able to interview her when you've been doing it for forever. Like I've already noticed I haven't been I've been doing tarot seriously like two years. I just automatically make associations like anybody I anytime I see anybody doing something that is like a good mother trait. I'm like, oh, she's being such a good empress. (laughs) Things like that.
1: You know, what's interesting to me about her is I get a lot of spread ideas from social media now. But yeah. I, I wonder if, I think the tarot universe has changed so much since she started doing it. I almost wonder what those old ways of reading or, you know, what that was really like. Like if you went to a tarot reader in the 70s, what would that experience really have been super different right, from what what it's like now? Because we're so able to share and communicate and, you know, we all have these, you know, perspectives that are 40 years in the future, 50 years in the future. You yeah. <laughs> know, <I'm> rambling. <laughs> huh, no, it's great. Dude, that's what a
0: podcast is. It's rambling in a creative way. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got to end my favorite thing that she said. I wrote it down. I quoted. So she said, life is not magical. It has magical moments. And I think that is so true because, despite everything that we do having its magic all the you know we talk about being witches and you know getting in touch with the like the universe and the tarot and like pulling magic out of the air and all this stuff the day-to-day you know like making dinner and like driving to work and I don't know drinking a glass of water like those are not magical things but you can make them magical I've learned ways of making everything I just said magical and that's what's really cool about when you change your perspective and kind of get into this stuff I can't wait to see what sort of nugget of wisdom I have when I'm that age and like have lived lived a life with magical moments because, like, I think I said it earlier, it's all about – Tarot is all about perspective. And all of this whole – all of it is just about perspective. Like, if you see 2.22 or you see 11.11 on the clock every single day and you're like, that's oh, it's a synchronicity. It's like, yeah, but it's, you could just see
1: 11.11.
0: Yeah. Like, but what does it mean to you?
1: Well, and I like, too, like, when she says that, it's almost like giving you permission not to have Disney princess life. I mean, cause yes. like, because, like my reading, like – Who has this life where everything just works out exactly the way you want? Hardly anybody. Most of us have really hard times. We struggle. Things don't go the way they want. Her quote sort of acknowledges that, too, that, I mean, you have permission to have a hard life. (laughs) It's not the, the reality for most people that everything is sunshine and roses all the time. Aww. Thank you, Aunt Sharon, for providing your
0: insights and interview. It's very exciting. And thank you, Karen, for thinking to interview her. My gosh, this,
1: what a fun episode. Yeah, yeah. She's a super fun aunt. I wish she lived closer.
0: We're just going to have to figure out how you can introduce me because I want to meet her. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: We'll, yeah, we totally have to figure that out.
0: Neat. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Okay, so what do we have coming up, Karen? Oh, We should announce our next book, uh, <laughs> right? Because we have... Book club. Wishing for a Highlander by Jesse Gage. And yeah. You have a whole, almost a month to read it. The new, the next book club episode will be coming out at the very beginning of February, right before Valentine's Day. uh Hopefully, if our timeline links up correctly, we may be publishing it in the middle of the series. Ooh, which now I can announce the series. Okay, Wishing for a Highlander by Jesse Gage is actually a good series. We're going to review it. We've already recorded it. We're very excited. We gave it five kilts. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really fun. It's also available on audi- um, on Audible. Very good Audible recording. Okay, Karen, announce the series.
1: Upcoming episodes will be the Crystal Associations with the Major Arcana. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. so excited. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I have more to say on that, but I want to save it for maybe the intro to the Crystal episode. But it's exciting because it's going to be you know, let's, it's homemade. It's a homemade list.
0: Yes, we have been working on this for at least a month, probably about two. Thinking about crystal associations, I have probably made and destroyed about four lists, which is a big deal. Karen's learning lots about crystals. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, but well, we're really excited. It's going to be at least four episodes, possibly five. If we're not really sure yet. Also, on that note, we are going to have a few interviews with some crystal vendors that we know included in the episodes. So you'll get to meet some crystal vendors, maybe connect with some people who can get you hooked up with some beauties. Okay, anything else? Do we have other
1: announcements? We announced the book, we announced the series. Instagram is up. Fabulous fulls Tarot on Instagram. Yeah, and when we figure out how to get people to uh, participate in book discussions, then we will, you know, watch the Instagram and we will we'll post information about that as well.
0: Yes, please let us know. You know, please, you know, DM us at Fabulous Tarot on Instagram if you have ideas for book chat. Um, to be frank, we prefer not to do it on Facebook. It's just hard to admin on there, but we would love to you know, we want to hear from you guys, you know, what you want as well. So because this is a podcast, obviously, there's no point if Karen and I can just shoot the shit once a week, you guys are why we're so we're so excited, you know, just to be part of the community. So whatever you guys want to, you know, hear us shoot the shit about that's, you know, we want to talk about it because there's endless, 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 endless topics. Okay, I'm done ranting. I'm so excited. Okay, V at Mystical Millennial, Karen at Grail Seekers Tarot Shop. Grail like the Holy Grail. I swear we're going to have to do an Indiana Jones episode, maybe. Um, oh, yeah.
2: Because
0: whenever I say Grail, I don't think of King Arthur, which I should, because Monty Python and the Holy Grail is one of my favorite all-time films. But I think of Indiana Jones and the stupid... Um, dang it. I'm butchering it. I'm sorry, Harrison Ford. Oh, he's so beautiful. He still looks good. Karen, <laughs> <Carry laughs> close of the episode. I'm, ga- I'm, ga- okay. I'm gawking over cute old Just men again.
1: Actually, we started cute old with
0: nerd. Star Wars.
1: We started with the Harrison Ford Star Wars series, and now we're ending on Indiana Jones over,
0: Full circle. And there's the wheel once again. Terror reference. Oh. Boom. There you go. Now I'm dropping the mic. Now I'm eight of cupsing it. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.
1: Mwah. <laughs> <laughs>